and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. On today's edition of the Theatre Podcast, we have a special episode where I shall be interviewing Richard as he discusses his recent trip to the West End, covering five shows in one week. Richard, you must be mad, if not knackered. Well, just a little bit. I I never get tired. Hear my take on some of the current big and small productions, such as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Bonnie and Clyde, Dear Evan Hansen, Cabaret, and finally Anne Juliet. So, with all that said... I think it's time to set, set the, the scene. scene. Right, moving on to our second, well, your second production. I was not involved in any of these. <laughs> Certainly wasn't. So now I think we shall go to this one. Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. So, Richard, set the scene on this one. Well. What is it, dear? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. What is it about? Well, Dear Evan Hansen, as said on the website, is the most vital important and important musical of a generation with a raw, relevant and exhilarating score. It's written by the songwriters of The Greatest Showman and La La Land. It's a timely and timeless new musical about struggling to connect in a hyper-connected world. So, basically, this production is about what can happen in youth when you maybe tell a few white lies to soften the blow or try and sort a situation out over somebody's losing their life. Okay. So so basically, um Evan Hansen is is somebody who doesn't connect with, with friends, he hasn't got a lot of friends, and basically he befriends somebody who the day after they take their own life. Oh. And that's how the production starts. You start to well the you, you you sort of see a little bit more about that. However, so the suicide is a catalyst. Suicide to is the, the catalyst to the rest of the events yeah. of the production. So what happens is the dear Evan Hansen part is there's a letter written to himself. He's 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 had therapy where he's told to write a letter to himself to talk about and explore his issues. However, this letter is found on a photocopier by the guy who kills himself, and that is found on him as his final letter when he's committed suicide so the confusion ensues by the letter they think that he was writing to evan hansen because it says dear evan hansen i'm not gonna lie it's confusing i'm already confused and i am baffled here however so moving on from that yeah set the scene evan hansen then befriend is is Evan Hansen befriends the family of that boy that kills himself and then he makes little white lies to comfort them and to basically fill in the gaps where he shouldn't have done. Right. And that's where the rest of the production goes because it's all about the decisions he makes and what happens from that. So Okay. So setting so, the scene So with all that said. So with all that said, <laughs> yeah. Go um, on then. Tell us about the, the set. So the actual set we've presented with a oh incidentally, scene. but sorry, um, where did you actually see this? Ah, sorry, right, okay, okay. So I saw this at the Noel Coward Theatre, uh, okay. which has been one on my list to actually go and visit, just because I'm a bit of a theatre geek, so I like to go and see all the different theatres. Right, enough of the waffling. What yeah. about the set? The set is basically quite technical, actually. There's a lot of projections, a lot of 
video screens, but you're presented with a a bedroom scene on a a movable plinth in the middle of the actual stage. The band were actually above the the action, so they're actually off off on stage right at the top, like built up on a platform because this is a musical. But do they have a habit of putting bands up on the? I think the it's because there's not a lot of wing space sometimes in these older theatres, oh, so they, they have, have to put pits. them somewhere. But no, and I think they they sort of wanted to move away from having people in pits, so so they're putting them visually so you can see oh, them. They've closed maybe. up the pits, have they? Yeah, they've closed up the pits, unfortunately. So basically, what you're seeing on on the projections and on the screens and on the sort of sides of the stage are social media posts, things that just to take you to that land where youth of today are always using social media and believing almost what's written rather than actually the, what the truth is mm. so that's what this is to to sort of emulate and this is where the production goes and the things that are, the way it's actually perceived and what about the direction was it um well directed yes i mean who directed it so it's, it's directed by michael grief and the book writer was Stephen Levinson and the music and lyrics were by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul so I thought it was directed really well I mean it's been running for quite a long time so there's probably a textbook direction of how it's done now because new cast members must be brought on by old cast members it's been running for quite a few years but it's always been on my list to actually see just because of it being written by the people that wrote The Greatest Showman and other productions so I was just intrigued really I didn't really know the music until I'd been to see it and you know what I actually enjoyed it I didn't even know what the the actual subject matter was going to be so I was I was pleasantly surprised and the cast were great I mean it's actually quite a small cast that do it there's eight cast members in the production and they have to be very versatile there was a lot of scenes so there was a lot of scene changes and the scene changes were done by almost platforms for every scene where they swung in different pieces of staging with a, a bed on it or a settee on it or a kitchen table they were all on almost it almost felt like they were all on movable platforms that just swung in and out and also used the screens and the 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 things above with all the projections on they swung past and and wiped the stage while something else came out and something else disappeared and the cast members were doing all the scene changes as well they were taking props and set off at all times so this wasn't a bare stage production but it was uh, the projections gave you the was backdrops. it a, a clean stage yes. production? Yeah. So yeah. on and off. Yeah, it was on and off. Um but they were they were using projections as the backdrops and the projections changed and yeah, so that so it was it was quite a fast paced piece of the production. And it was a new piece of writing. It was it, it was I mean it was it's been on a it while. was it was based on a book. I'm guessing with the um the apps and the internet and the projections of um phones and messages and stuff that it is quite a contemporary new play. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been out for quite a while. But still, um, if, if it's if it's uh, a new play, then uh, what do you think about the writing? I think writing-wise, it was it was quite a well. The overall structure and the style yeah, the and the characters writing, did everything make sense. Yeah, it did make sense, and it kept the pace with a social media world that we're in. As in the. It explored all those things where it is fast-paced. It does get confusing. So when I was explaining at the start how how the production plays out, it is very confusing because it's so fast and it's like one little change can do so many things. And because of social media, what that then creates from that 
it's it's like it creates confusion for them on stage. It's like basically what happened is the confusion got bigger and bigger and bigger where they ended up creating a foundation and a charity for this this boy that had, had committed suicide because him and Evan Hansen were best friends. Now, they'd only encountered each other once, mm. but this changed from from that to then him doing public speaking events and speaking about his friendship with because they they fabricated stories and fake emails and things about their life and they filled all the gaps in and they had a big long friendships and and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger until he ended up seeing the light apologizing to the family apologizing to the more to his own mum and yeah so it, there was a lot of things that happened there was a retrospect and a realization of what he's done and why he shouldn't have done it and at the end it ends very calmly and clearly that he's made a mistake and it was a very big mistake however he was lost in that confusion and that world that he kept it going and friends around him helped him keep it going and it was it's what can happen with social media where so lessons were learned at the end of it 50 60 000 50 million people can see it on social media and believe it because it's the written word And it was that's the exploration of the writing, and I thought it was it was written really well, and it's still very relevant. It sounds like now. a really good concept. Yes, actually, it is. You know, it's, a quest, throwing questions into the air as to um, yeah. is it a good idea to put all your life and stuff and, and on it is media. and it's based on an Ameri- it's, it's, it's American, so there's a lot of American accents. The American accents were amazing. I would say that the cast were brilliant in that in that way, but it showed you how these you see these things on telly where people set up foundations or they set up charities how much do we believe are they real you know this is this showed that just from one idea or three mates at school yeah they came up with so much rubbish and backstory and and created something where they almost had to go along with the ride because they'd already created it and they couldn't see a way out and it, yeah and that's that's how interesting the writing is and the concept of this production is and the music goes along well with it and there's some really poignant songs in it where they're questioning things and a lot of songs in this in this production are used for people to do auditions with because they're really heartfelt so they're really well written mm. and i you know I, I do think the music helped move the production on so well, it, it sounds like a uh, really good um, thought-provoking play. Yeah, um, quite powerful as, yeah. as well. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but no. I like any play that makes me question life. Yes, and, and to question everything, everything you read, question it. Yeah, because even in today's society, you know, you fly people just fly off the handle over anything that's yeah, been printed exactly. it's like well have you done the research have you yeah. understood the concept yeah have you understood have you still it, sat back and actually yeah you, have you actually thought about what you're reading heard it from the horse's mouth yeah, or exactly. are you just taking someone's spin on it and just yeah. uh creating your own little and that's very and, much about what this was you know yeah so. and it, it, I, I've, I've certainly learned a lot as to just not believe everything even when you say about people creating um accounts for charities yeah. it's like uh, i'm a charitable person but then i have to be careful as to um which but is that money paying who... somebody's wages or is it actually going to the yeah, charity i don't you know? believe a lot a lot of it is these days now to mm-hmm. be honest so you know i think there's a lot of fraud and malpractice going yeah. on and, and i just uh, think it's very relevant you know through, it's, throughout everything to be it's, fair it, i think it's one of those 
productions that's been on for a long time and it's it's subject matter is you know it, it goes across a lot of things when you sit back and actually look at it and and, and mm. analyze it now as for the technical aspect um like the sound and the lights and uh, sounding of the lights. Yeah, Did I just say yeah. that? Sound, the yeah, sound, sound of the lights. And it's the sound. lights. I mean, it is a musical. Yeah, I mean, singing the, lights, the, band, the band and the music was great. Yeah. Um, there was no missed cues. I mean, one thing I will say is I actually, Evan Hansen was actually the understudy uh, in the production that I saw, and he was brilliant. He was just as on the ball as, as the main lead actor would have been. Were they from um, Hansen? The Mbop. Kids. No. Are they not them at all? No, it's not those ones. They've not all got long, long blonde hair. But also, technically, because it was heavily reliant on projections and lighting and sound, and there were some really clever moments where were they relying too much on gimmicks? Well, Is no, that, I don't you know? think in this they weren't because there were some clever moments where they did some live YouTube link send outs to talk to their followers of the foundation and things like that and they'd used they were using live video links on stage mm. so they they filmed the cast member while he was talking to us was coming up on the projections at the same time in all the little windows of the of the social media posts he was there talking and then there was another moment where one of the other cast members had a laptop open and was doing the same and the it was the live video from that camera was coming up onto the stage, so they'd done some so no really faking it. no faking it, and obviously because you got the understudy, if that was all pre-recorded, it yeah, could have been yeah. the other person, and yeah. and there was there was loads of they've obviously thought so much that if it was an understudy or if it was another Evan Hansen, it wasn't reliant on that video, but but there was other bits where he like the Evan Hansen would deliver a speech, and they'd pre-recorded that with the person on stage doing the speech again. So everything was done really slickly and smoothly and I thought, you know, it, it was it was great. Oh, did anything go wrong? No, I didn't see anything go wrong this time. And I, I, this time? Know. No, as in as in <laughs> I didn't see anything go wrong in this in this production, to be fair. There was nothing out of place. There was no, no there was nothing sort of left. It was quite when I say clean stage it was very Everything stayed on those those sort of pods that were brought out yeah. with the with the. Stage I, I'd in. normally like bring up the costume as well, but I suppose with it being contemporary, it, you know, it, it it's was a yeah. It, I, there wasn't really anything right I could now, say so. that it was it was it was of its time. It was very modern day current. modern day current American apparel sort of mm. production. So it it was it was it sort of worked. You know, there's not really anything stand out. So ratings one to ten. I'll give this an eight out of ten. Would you see it again? I'd see it again purely because of what I saw and there's a lot to take in. Is it because of the speed that it's you just, just wasn't... There's so much happening at once and I think that may be <clears throat> why I've given it an 8, not a 10, just because there's so much to take in, but I really enjoyed it. Music's great. There was maybe a couple of times when I felt like there was a lot of... There was a bit of repetition on the music where the songs, some of the songs were very similar. So it was hard to distinguish between whether there was like a new song or was that a retrospective sort of song or not a reprise. The, yeah it was yeah, but there was not a lot of reprieves in there when you look at the actual track list and it felt like some of the songs maybe have written in the same style whereas you there was no difference in certain ones but but mm. overall as a production and a piece i really enjoyed it so what sound effect will you be choosing from the following a complete train wreck tumbleweed an audible shrug of the shoulders uh-huh. a slow clap a pleasant applause 
or standing ovation. What will it be? I'm going to give it a pleasant applause. I'm going to give it... I'm not going to give it anything because I've never seen it. But do you think I should go and see it? I definitely think you should see it because I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I think I might. I don't... I, I, looking at the, the outside of it, I probably wouldn't have... Um, it wouldn't have been on my uh, hit list. And I that's why say, I went to see it because it wouldn't normally have been mm, on my might hit have list. just flew under the radar. But now you've talked about it, I'm intrigued to say the least. So, yeah. I'd uh, I'd definitely go and see this again, you know. Would you? No, because I've not seen it the first time around, Richard. Don't you listen? Well, I'll go and see it again <laughs> anyway. So there we are. That's our discussion of A Week in the West End, where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be discussing A Week in the West End, where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows. And the new musical, Identical. That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.